Hi, this is Pastor Nathan, and uh, thank you for joining us uh, tonight for Wednesday night Bible study. And I am so glad that you have uh, came on board. Uh, we're going to get started here in just a moment tonight. Uh, we'll be teaching on uh, Psalms 23, uh, Confessions for the New Norma. Uh, again, just kind of giving everybody a moment here to get settled in and uh, join on board. Uh, it is such a wonderful uh, thing to come together, even though we can't come together in the building as we are used to doing um, and fellowshipping. Uh, it is still a joy to fellowship with you through this uh, online medium and uh, being able to connect. And I really do want to connect with you. So if you are watching, uh, please let me know you're watching. Uh, give me a, a hello, an amen. Uh, in the comments, and just let me know that you're watching, you're listening, and, um, you know, we're so glad to see everybody who has joined us and is a part of uh, what God is wanting to speak uh, to us today. So, again, I want to um, talk tonight about Psalms 23. If you have your Bibles, uh, get them out, get out some paper, get out some uh, pen pencils. Uh, so we can go ahead and do a little study tonight on Psalms 23. And I want to talk about confessions for the new normal. You know, everybody is talking about uh, today about the new normal. What, what is that going to look like? We have been um, in this uh, stay-at-home order, this uh, shutdown, lockdown, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, procedure for quite some time now. It has been... Uh, almost at least a month from my um, uh, recollection. Uh, some of you have maybe started to stay at home uh, earlier. For you, maybe a longer period of time already. Some of you, maybe you only has been a couple weeks. Um, but for whatever the case may be, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are uh, kind of getting antsy and kind of starting to wonder, what's, what's it going to look like when we all come back out? And that's one of the big questions right now, even uh, in the media and, and local news and, and everything, is all kind of, well, what's it going to look like when everything gets reopened again? Uh, in fact, right now, I've, I've heard that a lot of governors and, and uh, different leaders are actually um, saying that they're going to open up just a few things here and a few things there, and it's not going to be uh, kind of an all-at-once uh, opening back of the economy and of the society as you once knew it. Uh, with that being the case, you know, well, what's going to open up first? What's going to open up next? Uh, you know, are we going to be able to do all the things that we used to do before the shutdown? And how is society going to look once this is all over? Uh, and so, that's a big question. And, you know, I'm not here to say I know exactly how it's going to look, because I don't know how it's going to look. You know, one of the big questions I'm asking is, how is church even going to look? You know, we've been doing this new live streaming now for the past few weeks since uh, we have been in this mandated shutdown procedure. And uh, this has certainly been a new thing for me, uh, and I believe probably for many of you watching, uh, it's been a new thing. And so... What is this going to look like now when the buildings become reopened and we can again fellowship uh, together in body? 
Uh, we're going to go back to just the way things always were, was things can be a little bit different. And if it is a little bit different, if church is a little bit different, how so? And how are we able to utilize this new technology that now we've been using? While also trying to go back to the old and true. Well, these are all questions that are going to have to be answered. These are all things that's going to have to be thought about as we again try to move into what is hopefully the last week or so or two of this shutdown so that we can all get back to a new normal. But what's the new normal going to look like? Even more important than that, what is the new normal going to look like for your life? What is that new normal going to be in your home, among your family? How is that new normal going to take place? Is it going to be an immediate thing? Is it going to be a phased in kind of thing? Are things just going to kind of seldomly get back to where you think it should be? And what things are going to change when you all go back to work or when you all go back to school? Or when things get back into a routine, what things are you going to maintain and retain from the old normal? And what things are you going to change? Is there any change that's going to take place? Maybe for some of you listening, there may not be a whole lot to change. Maybe others are looking at the same thing and saying, man, there's some things that I, I need to do differently in my new normal. In my new phase, once things get gets back going again, I'm going to try to do some things different. Maybe this is that prime opportunity to begin to sit down and ponder some of those things. So as a Christian believer, going into this season of a new normal, going into this time where we can reflect and, and become something greater. Change some things to improve upon what's, what we once did. Who we once were. Improve upon it and make it better. How can we do that? And I believe Psalms 23 gives to us some great confessions that we can begin to make. Even right now. Right here, right now. While you're going through this lockdown time, this shutdown time, this time of reflection, this time of, of pondering, of questioning, of beginning to put things in motion. While you are going through this time, you can begin to make some of these confessions as to how you want your new normal to be. What needs to be included in the new normal. King David wrote Psalms 23. Some say that David at this point wrote this song while he was already king. And that he wrote this in reflection back to his earlier days when he was a younger person. Others believe that he was actually a still younger here at this point in time when he wrote Psalms 23. Regardless whether he was young or old, this song reflects his declaration of what he desired his life 
to have and include. And I believe that if we begin to declare the same things that David did here in Psalms 23, we can begin to see some of the mighty things happen in our lives that David saw happen in his. So let's begin it here. Verse, verse 1 of Psalms 23. Look at what David confessed. The first thing David confessed was he says, The Lord is my shepherd. In fact, in front of each and every single phrase that we're going to go through tonight, I want you to say those words, I confess. So if we do that right here, we, we would say, I confess the Lord is my shepherd. I confess the Lord is my shepherd. See, when you confess those words, you are declaring that I'm not following after something else. I'm not going to follow after the trends and the, and, and, and the, the current things of the day. I'm going to keep my eye on the one who is my shepherd. See, even sheep, when they get into the pasture, when the, when the shepherd was nearby, they always kept an eye on the shepherd. Because if the shepherd stood up and began to walk, away, walk in another direction, they would immediately try to follow. So sheep knew to keep an eye on the shepherd. We, as God's sheep, we need to keep an eye on the shepherd. We need to always be focused on Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to look to him. In fact, Peter said in First Peter chapter five, he said that the Lord Jesus is our chief shepherd. And so we need to constantly be under the shepherd's protection, the shepherd's guidance and, and leadership. And I love how David said that the Lord is my shepherd. See, when you confess this in your life, you understand you're confessing that, God, you are for me and not against me. David understood that when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. He said, God, you are mine. While it's true, he is the shepherd of the whole earth. While it's true that he is the shepherd of all the flocks, of all the churches, of all the people of God all around the whole entire world, yet, David did not confess and say, the Lord is the shepherd of, of all the multitude. No, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Do you know that no matter how many believers are on the earth today, God still knows your name? The Bible says that he even knows the very number of hairs upon your head. He knows you so well. He knows you intimately. He knows everything about you. Oh, sure, he has lots of people that he's, he's watching all the time. But yet he always knows where you are. He always knows what you're doing. Whether it be right or whether it be wrong, he knows. And David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I confess, God, you are my shepherd. Look at the next phrase. And again, we're going to add... The phrase, I confess, in front. It says, I confess, 
I should not want. Isn't that amazing we can actually confess that? I confess I should not want. I should not be in want. Listen, I know that many may be listening to me right now. Maybe you're on unemployment. Maybe you're on uh, some other means of, of, of income that's, that's not what you were used to. Maybe you're not having as much as, as what you're used to. But, I, but I, let, me, let me share this with you right now. God is a God of provision. And as long as He is your shepherd, you should not want. You can confess that. And you can open up every single morning when you wake up and you can say, I confess I should not want. Today, I confess I should not be in want. I should not be lacking. Today, I confess I should have everything that I need. I should have the food that I need. I should have the provisions that I need. I confess today I should not want. Amen. Look at what else. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Again, let's put the word I confess in front of that. And what do we have? I confess that I will lie down in green pastures. I confess I will lie down in green pastures. That phrase green pastures just literally means a place of ease, a place of peace, a place of rest. I should lie down in a place of peace. That's seeming harder and harder nowadays. With everything that's going on in the Middle East, everything that's going on in China, everything that's going on with Iran and, and Russia. And, and now we're even hearing the, the oil catastrophe and, and we're hearing about so many issues going on uh, all around the world. And of course we got the pandemic um, on our own very doorsteps. And it seems almost impossible anymore to be at peace, to have peace. Point number, he is our Prince of Peace. Remember that he can give peace that passes all understanding. So even in the midst of all this trial and conflict and and struggle and situations. God can still grant you peace. He can still make you lie down in green pastures. But you see, you have to confess that with your mouth. You have to confess and believe and say, yes, I confess. I am going to go to the place of peace. I'm going to be in peace today. See, when you confess agony and strife and you confess Struggle. That's what you're going to receive. The Bible says, whatsoever things you should speak. And so we got to be careful when we speak. But when we confess, that's why I'm giving you these confessions from Psalms 23. Confess that you will lie down in green pastures. Look at the next part. Again, adding the phrase, I confess. It says, I confess that he leads me besides the still waters. That, again, phrase, beside the still waters, literally means he's going to bring you to the place of refreshing. A place of ease to receive the refreshing. You see, what if, what if, what if God would have said, I'm going I'm, I'm to lead you to the place 
of a rushing brook, a rushing, a rushing river. Still has a, the, the, the sound of maybe something nice, something, something wonderful, but have you ever tried to fill up a cup of water in a rushing river? That's a lot more difficult. But in a peaceful stream, in the still waters, you can easily pour your cup in and get the refreshing you need. We can confess that today. Say, say, God, I confess today. You can wake up every morning and say, God, today, I confess. You are going to lead me to the place of refreshing. Where I will be refreshed today. Where even though I'm waking up this morning, tonight when I lay my head down on my pillow, I will say I had a refreshing day. Because God's going to lead me to the place of still waters. He's going to lead me to the place of refreshing. The next confession is, I confess, He restores my soul. I confess, He restores my soul. If you're feeling broken tonight, or you're feeling uh, hurt, or you're feeling in pain, or whatever, maybe you're, maybe you're, you're sick in body, or just sick and tired. I can imagine how many right now have been staying at home and obeying these orders, and, you're, and you've been staying at home now for the past month or more. How sick and tired you are of staying at home. But you know what? If your soul is broken tonight, he is the one who can restore your soul. But you have to confess it. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Confess and say, God, restore my soul. Look at the next part. I confess. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. In other words, he's going to lead me in the right direction. See, that's a good thing to confess to get into the new normal. I confess God is leading me in the right direction. When all of this is through and over and I, I'm getting out of this and I'm starting to go and starting to rebuild everything and rebuild my life and rebuild my family and rebuild my income and rebuild my finances and rebuild my job and rebuild my career path, rebuild my schooling. All of that stuff, I'm going to get back, up, uh, get back up and get back started now again. You can confess right now and say, when all of that starts to happen, I confess God is going to lead me in the right direction. I confess I'm not going to go wrong. I confess I'm not going to be led astray. I confess I'm not going to be led uh, down the bad road. When I get into this new normal, and I'm, and I'm praying right now, every single one of you listening to me and watching me right now, you will come out of this. This too shall pass. You will come out of this. We shall Enter into a new normal. See, we have to confess that. I will enter into that new normal. I shall come out of this. This too shall pass. And when I do, 
I'm confessing I'm going in the right direction. I'm going in the right way. And it's all going to be for His namesake. That expression could be translated into modern vernacular by saying, for His reputation. He's going to lead me in the right paths, in the paths of righteousness for His reputation. So that way I can give all the glory and honor to God. So that way I can stand up and say, you know what? God is the one who led me in the right direction. I didn't make it this way because I'm so super smart and I'm so super talented and I'm just such a great awesome being. I should be the president of the United States. I should be the king of the whole world because I'm just so incredibly super smart. No, I'm going in the right direction. I'm going in the right way. All because of God. His namesake. He's the one leading me. It's for His glory. And I'm going to make sure everyone knows it's all because of God. Not because of me. It's all because of God. Look at the next confession. I confess. Again, you got to say the words, I confess. If you're watching me right now, you're listening to me, you need to begin to say those very two words, I confess. I confess. I confess that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I confess that even when I'm going through difficult seasons of my life, even I'm going through what seems like a very hard time, a, a valley of death, and, and, and bear in mind, since this could very well seem like that, just today, we, we, we got the numbers for the number of deaths right here in the state of Michigan. And the numbers have spiked. Again. Well, some may say that it was because of delayed reporting uh, or, or other issues as to why all of a sudden the numbers spiked. Nevertheless, the numbers have spiked of deaths that happened right here in the state of Michigan due to this virus, due to this pandemic. So it might seem like you're walking through a valley or a shadow of death. But let me tell you, saints, you do not have to fear. Fear not, for I am with you, saith the Lord. Fear not, for even when you are going through the fire, I'm with you. Fear not. For even when you're going through the floods, I am with you. Fear not. You can confess that very words right now tonight. I confess I will not fear. I confess I shall not fear. Even when everything around me seems bleak, I confess right now fear is not going to take over my body. Fear is not going to overtake my mind. Fear is not going to take control of my emotions. Fear is not going to take control of my thought process or my behaviors. I am going to walk in truth and I'm going to walk in faith knowing that though death is all around me, 
and I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, I do not have to fear. Why? Because I confess, thou art with me. I confess, God is with me. I confess, everywhere I go, God is with me. Every step I take, God is with me. I confess that even when I'm at my lowest of moments, God is with me. When I'm at my highest of heights, God is with me. Isn't that what the psalmist said? When the psalmist said, even if I was to make my bed in the very place of hell, God is with me. Even if I made my bed in the highest of heavens, God is with me. God is, you don't have to fear. But you have to confess and say, I confess, God is with me. Look at the next confession. I confess that your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I confess, today I am comforted by the presence and power of God. Today I confess I am comforted by the love and protection of my Savior. Today I confess I am comforted by the peace and grace of my Lord. There is comfort in Christ Jesus. There is comfort in Christ Jesus. Look at the next confession. I confess that you prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I confess that even in the midst of trouble and calamity, I'm going to be well taken care of. I confess my provision. He is going to provide for me. After all, his name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. You know who first called God that? Abraham. He said, God will supply. But his own son said, where's the lamb, Dad? We're going to go make a sacrifice to God. But I don't see the sacrifice. He didn't know that Abraham's intention at that time was to sacrifice his son. But when the son asked, when Isaac asked, it said, Where's the lamb? His dad said, God will supply. He's Jehovah Jireh. God will always supply. And you know what? It was right at that moment of death, of what seemed like death was imminent. When it seemed like the dagger was about to pierce his own son. It was at that very moment 
that God stopped Abraham and said, wait, wait, hold on. I provided. I provided. There's a ram. I provided. You see, right when death seems to overtake you, right when death seems to come knocking at your doorstep, right when death seems to be on top of you, God steps in and says, Here I am, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. I will provide for you. The Bible says His grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. I just want somebody right now, you're watching me. I, I feel the Holy Spirit right here in my own living room. Right now, we're just right now, just begin to lift up your hand and say, and just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin to thank Him for His grace that supplies. His grace that is sufficient for you. His grace that is enough. His grace that always provides. His grace that always supplies. Even when it seems tough and when it seems hard, His grace supplies. His grace provides. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I confess, God, that you prepare for me a table, even in the presence of my enemies. Look at the next confession, then I move on. I confess that thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup overflows. I confess I am anointed for the task at hand. Not only am I anointed just enough, but I am anointed to the overflow. I am anointed to the overflow for the task at hand. You don't think you can make it through this? Well, that's what you need to confess and say, nope, I confess I am going to make it through this. I confess I am going to get to the end of this pandemic. I confess I am going to make it through this whole entire thing. And I'm going to make it through not only because I'm anointed, but I am anointed to the overflow. I'm going to make it through with, with, with blessings on top. I'm going to make it through uh, with, with, with extra on top. Why? Because I am anointed to the overflow. I remember... Very early on in my ministry, when I first got a job, and I was working, and I was working a pretty tough job. I had to wake up every morning at four in the morning. I had to go to work, and I had to be there by five in the morning. And at that point in time, I was uh, uh, just out of uh, out of high school actually, and and I was uh, one of my very first jobs. And you know, as a high school student, the uh, one thing you want to always do is sleep in in the morning. You don't want to get up early, but this job I had to get up early. Get up at four in the morning. I had to go into work. And uh, man, there were times I was really tired. There were times I, I just didn't think I could do the job. It was a tough job. I'll never forget. I was having to lift up heavy bags and that sometimes weighed close to 80 to 95 pounds. I had to lift them up. There were times I didn't think I could make that job. I didn't think I could finish the job. There were times when I felt like quitting the job. I'll never forget when I started to read this. And this is when this psalm first became very powerful in my own life. 
very early on in my Christian life with God. And I read this, and the Lord showed me this. The Lord said, you notice that? Not only was he anointed, but he was anointed to the overflow. In other words, you are anointed for the task at hand. But see, God doesn't just anoint you for the task at hand, just so you can complete the task and then be done. He anoints you to complete the task and to complete it to the overflow. Complete it with perfection. Complete it with greatness. To be the best. To complete it the fastest. To complete it the bestest. That may not be a popular word. Maybe not being the uh, English language. I know the bestest isn't the English dictionary. But I'm not here as an English professor. I'm here to give you the word of God. And right now, I'm telling you that God is saying, I have anointed you to get through this. But I've not only anointed you for the task at hand. I've anointed you to do it to the best of your ability. I've anointed you to do it to even the better than your ability. I've anointed you that you can do this task. You can get through this thing all the way to the very bestest. You can get through this thing uh, to the very greatest. Hallelujah. Is somebody excited about that tonight? He has anointed you to the overflow. And you need to confess that over your life. I confess. I am anointed. And I am so anointed. I am overflowing in the anointing. That I'm going to get through this. With joy. I'm going to get through this with with, with grace. I'm going to get through this with, with a smile. Maybe you're still working. For those of you who might still be working. But you're finding your job's awfully hard. You're finding your work awfully, awfully tired. I can bother let you know right now, God is getting ready to give you that overflow anointing on your life. You can complete the task, complete the job, and complete it better than everyone else can. Complete it even better than all your co-workers can. Why? Because God's going to give you that, that, that anointing, that overflow anointing. Hallelujah. Somebody received that right now. Praise the Lord. Look at the look at the next confession. I confess goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I confess goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So you can confess those very words. I confess I'm going to receive goodness. Good things is going to come after me. Good things is going to come upon my life. Good things are going to come. I'm confessing right now for all of you listening to me and watching me, that even following this podcast, even following this live stream, something good is going to happen. Something good is going to come upon you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. Look at the very last confession. I confess, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I confess I am saved. I confess I have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. And as such, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not doubting that. I'm not questioning it. I know that my Lord has already went to prepare a mansion for me.
And so I'm confessing right now. Doesn't matter how hard it might get here on this earth. I'm just passing through. I'm on my way to glory. I'm on my way to my house that the Lord has made for me, where I will dwell with Him forever and ever and ever. I confess this is not my home. I confess this is not my dwelling place. I confess my dwelling place is in the presence of the Most High God. Amen. Psalms 23. These are confessions for you to make. And saints, I want to pray over you right now as you're listening and watching. Because I know this is not easy. I know that this time spent in isolation, I mean, as Church of God people, we're, we're used to fellowship and assembly. We're used to giving hugs. His word is going to bring about His glory in our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, for this opportunity once again to come together to this new technological media. Father God, right now we pray for each person listening and watching. God, we pray that you would bless them. Father God, we pray that as we confess these words, as we confess these biblical statements, these truths from your word, that Father God, we will begin to see them manifested in our lives. Holy Spirit, right now, Come. Come and commune with us. Holy Spirit, come and lead us and guide us as we make our way into the new normal. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much again for joining. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Again, as we live stream from Redemption Place of Allegan, um, it will just be uh, my family there, but uh, we're going to live stream, and uh, we're going to uh, pray that God's blessings will minister to you, and um, we love you, God loves you.